Good morning. Welcome to the MT for Christ 247 uh, podcast. I'm MT Clark. And this little Zoom meeting uh, is more than a Zoom meeting. It's a Bible study. And it's a little program we produce uh, that's called Bible Study with the Sincatis, as we are joined by Arthur and Susanna Sincati. And my wife, Cami Lynn's along uh, for the ride as well. Uh, Arthur has sent us the study for this week called The Compassion of Christ. And... Uh, we're looking forward to what that'll be, but before we do that, we'll uh, say good morning and uh, invite the, the Sinkhatis to do the same. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, <clears throat> before we started, we were chatting, and we're talking about movies. I'm, I'm moved to think that maybe we should do a movie review podcast. Um, mm-hmm. just, <laughs> we're, we're trying to find, first of all, we're trying to find funny comedy movies that are actually funny. Yeah. that actually make you laugh you know that aren't in the comedy list but they just make you shake your head and say oh that was interesting mm. but uh, it, it might be fun sometime because it's everything has an agenda nowadays and it's so hard to to find anything that's clean forget about it that's right. short on that. right but but that's not trying to carve you over to a certain agenda or just talk about what's out there in the culture so that just came to me. I'm sorry. No, no extra no. charge for that. No. Uh, we're not, not anytime soon. It's not happening anytime yeah. soon. And, and I would say the movie where I was, we were, I, I watched last night was Vengeance uh, with BJ Novak and Ashton Kircher. And I, I recommend it, although I can't, I'm ter- I can't, I don't know if I can do a review, Arthur, because I would just give away the movie. Uh, do you <laughs> give thumbs up or thumbs down? This you happened, do thumbs and that happened, and so, uh, like, I'm afraid of, like, you know, I can't do a review because I'll either give away too much or speak in generalities sure. where people have no idea what I'm talking about. And um, sure. I like. Well, maybe we'll get little number cards and we'll ha- hold up a two. Right. <laughs> right. The star review or, or whatever. Star review. Well, we give Jesus two thumbs up. That's and right. Thank you. Out of five every time. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for. Uh, entering in with us this morning to mm. uh, drawing us in to yourself to your <laughs> um uh, circle of uh influence and understanding and um the kingdom and it's all its dynamics and wonder and majesty we're so grateful to be called your own this morning lord and as you pour out your spirit in these last days um we're seeing it we are um, stepping up and saying, here I am, Lord, uh, use me, choose me to be a part of what you're doing in the world around us, Lord God, as you're revealing yourself in these last times and uh, a time when uh, darkness would seem to want to cover the light and shroud your goodness, Lord, and confuse people all over the place. Your word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's never changed, and it never will. And we're grateful for that because we need things that desperately need things that are sure and trustworthy and stable in our lives. And that describes you right there. We're grateful to you for you today, Lord. And we ask for your blessing over our time together, that it would be a blessing. It would be bless you today, Lord God, that as we seek to rightly divide the word of truth and understand more fully who you are, that uh, you would bring, draw out 
uh, rich wisdom that is not just for us, but to be shared all the way around. Uh, we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So today's title is uh, The Compassion of Christ. Mm. And indeed, this is um, <clears throat> this is a rich study, uh, and, and um, particularly to, to my heart. Excuse me. <clears throat> and I'll, I'll explain why in a few minutes. We'll come to that. Uh, <laughs> but our opening verses, then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. <clears throat> And I particularly chose that verse and love that verse, actually because of um, uh, uh, the previous verse, which is, uh, uh, we were in Mark, and that was Mark uh, 1, 41. 41. <clears throat> and a leper had come to Jesus and said to him, uh, came uh, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you are willing, uh, you can make me clean if you are willing you can make me clean and jesus moved with compassion stretched out his hand touched him and said to him i am willing be cleansed mm. and i think that i am willing is uh is an overarching uh, uh statement uh towards all mankind i am willing i am willing to receive you i am willing to rescue you as we talked about last week i am willing to heal your uh, uh, diseases and um, I am willing to uh, um, invite you into the kingdom and draw you unto myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. the, the unwillingness, of course, <laughs> lies oftentimes on our, in our spectrum, right? On our part. Uh, if we turn the question around, uh, many people are saying, let me get back to you on that, Jesus. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm willing yet. We, I don't know. Um, and I want to check out some other possibilities first in the large menu of worldviews and religious beliefs that are out there and um you go ahead and try that uh it usually ends badly i'm just saying i'm not here to just you know we're not we're not uh here to endorse a religion or say that my religion is better than your religion we're just here to exalt jesus okay. we love him uh, this is he's revealed himself to mankind and we're here to echo that revelation mm. so uh years ago and I, I don't know mark if you remember this it probably did it in our 530 bible study on one of the occasions when when i was uh, teaching but I, I i did a little exercise to say ask yourself what are the qualities of Jesus or of God the father you could it's interchangeable in this in in this exercise that are most that you're most drawn to mm -hmm. and is it, it, there you know there are, are so many um his strength and authority could be one his power uh his ability to confound the pharisees is <laughs> something that people many people are really drawn to that like every time he engaged <laughs> with the pharisees uh jesus would go ahead mark 
Yeah, yeah that's I have you. To, I have to interject. Yeah, I'm going to raise my hand for now on. Uh, I'll try. <laughs> I'm not really right. um, one of the things, that, one of the images I, I, I have, but I keep on a, a, a document that I use to copy and paste things from, is a picture of Jesus standing there. And then there's the Pharisee, and he's ripping his, ripping his, uh, his shirt open, just like going... Like screaming, uh, because Jesus is just confounding the Pharisee, and um, and I, I just love it because so yeah, that's one of the things yeah. I love is his ability to confound, um, yeah, people's ideas and uh, you know, uh, pre presuppositions, pre presuppositions, and their preconceptions yeah. about what faith is and what what right. our life is. It's not a religion, and we got to be careful of that. Um, so yeah, I agree. That's one of the things that draws me in is that um, <clears throat> it's not a religion. It's not about our performance. It's about mm -hmm. Jesus, you know. Yeah, uh, some people are drawn to Jesus's prayer life. Mm -hmm. We see oftentimes in the Gospels how he would slip away uh, in the wee hours of the morning and spend time with the Father. Uh, this simple exercise of trying to isolate in your own mind's eye and your own uh, opinion of course god and G are all of these things but some of them will will spark our um uh, uh, interest and curiosity um and this simple exercise would most likely tell you a lot about you and your own giftings and who you are um indeed as i said the lord is all of these things but the ones that really ring our bell tells us a lot about who we are i, I think that when you um are drawn to certain people in, in a church setting mm. um you should you should look at their giftings and see why why is that why are you drawn to that person what is it about that person yeah that makes you want to be with them yeah and uh so go ahead mark yeah, I was one of the things that drew me uh, to Arthur was that he was friendly. Uh, he was one of the first persons I met at Rock Solid Church, and um, he seemed kind and and friendly and and I don't know about compassionate. Um, <laughs> and, and not that he wasn't, but I don't know if I could draw that conclusion. You know, I mean, he was kind and friendly, a nice guy. You know, and. Um, uh, was I confounding those, the Pharisees? Those first, well, I found out later you had a, you, you liked it <laughs> too, so uh, you drew me in, and uh, you know that's really what you know uh, the fact that we both were uh, you know seeking the Lord and and seeking to follow Him, um, yeah. you know, uh, honestly, um, you know, sincerely, and uh, you know, um, without you know without pushing towards certain absolutes, you know, in terms of keeping an open mind instead of some sort of dogmatic following of the Lord, um, that we're open to, you know, look at our experience and, um, and you would, you, you know, you extend your friendship to people and, um, you know, um, try to introduce people to, um, Christianity as, you know, introduce people to Jesus, uh, as a friend. And um, no, that's what threw me in. So that's thank you, Mark. Yeah, no problem. Um, <laughs> um, a, a person's giftings uh, uh, stirs with uh, stir from within them, typically. But uh, I would submit that uh, uh, what this is uh, what our 
coach, uh, Tom Griffith, called it your heart passions. So mm -hmm. a person's giftings, you, you sense them stirring within you. But I, I also recognize that from uh, that also from without, uh, uh, your giftings are exposed. So perhaps by a prophetic word or a mentor recognizing a quality in you or uh, coming alongside to groom that quality. So a person's giftings stir within them, but they're also recognized from the outside in, somebody else recognizing that in you. It's, it's got to be both poles, you know, otherwise everybody wants the cushy job, you know, oh, I have a, you know, I have a, a passion to, you know, whatever, be a rock star. I have a passion to be a rock star. Well, you know, if you can't sing and play the guitar, there could be a problem with this equation. You know, Susanna used to say the school systems now, they, they, they sort of um, encourage everybody to follow their dreams and everybody wants to be a doctor and a lawyer, but they can't, but they can't pass a math class or a biology class. So, um, and, but we, continue to say, oh, but just follow your dream. It's okay. It'll happen someday if you just persevere. Yeah, you know, if you persevere in math class, maybe that'll something will happen. So <clears throat> the passion inside is noble and good, and you should be aware of it. That's your heart passion. That's the way God has designed you, all right? Uh, Tom Griffith used the acronym of SHAPE, in his curriculum that he presents in greater formations and s is spiritual gifts h is heart passions a is ability um <clears throat> p is want to help me with p p i, for, uh, I forget an e is experiences uh so a uh, oh, personality. personality p is personality so this this is the thing when we're thinking about our identity in christ it's more than just a declaration we start to look at the various aspects of self and say, this is how God has created me. And how do I glorify him and reflect his image in all of these categories? Not just, uh, um, you know, not just a, a perky Bible verse that says, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you shrug your shoulders and say, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> sure. Uh, right. And I, I, I love that. I love that you said that because. I often, you know, as, as part of my discipleship uh, stuff, uh, I'll point people to the who I am in Christ list and say, this is who you are and, and everything. Mm -hmm. But, but we're not, we're not trying to have people just walk around quoting Bible verses. Um, right. We're trying to introduce you to the truth about who you already are in Christ. The moment you put your faith in him, this has happened for you. And mm -hmm. so we, we're not we're not just saying, yeah, say these verses and everything will be great. And you just walk around the rest of the time, you know, as you normally do. Um, <laughs> I, I'm asking people to engage with, you know, who you are and who, you know, like you said, your heart, passions, your personality, um, you know, God knows you and he's not trying to make you like when I was a, a, a practicing Buddhist, there was a lot of very kind, compassionate, soft-spoken, gentle souls, um, yeah. you know, who would, you know, put on airs and uh, just sort of become this, you know, 
I'm like, is that real? Is that really who you are? Yeah. Suddenly, or I'm gonna, if I follow this Buddhist path, am I going to become like some soft-spoken, quiet, uh, reflective, uh, venerable uh, monk, um, or can I just be who I was? And but you know, obviously, without all the depravity. Um, and and I think that's that's the trap we don't want to fall into as Christians, where we start speaking right. Christianese all the time, but it's yeah. you're still an angry person with no you know with secret sins and you know no peace yeah um, mm -hmm. you know it's a it's a covering it's a false front it's you know it's it's bogus and um it you is. Know, um that's that's not who god's calling you to be um you know the body of christ is composed of many different um parts and functions and giftings and yeah. god knows who you are and he wants to utilize what he's get put in you um to to be who you are in christ and that's why it's not we're not all the same you know we're not all we're, we're all being conformed to the image of christ but we're all come and we're all coming yeah. out different and we're all coming out with different purposes and callings and, and and everything and uh that's a that's that's the thing and and that's one thing that you know points to the relationship and not a religion yeah, it's that unity at the core of uh, of diversity, mm. and uh, I think that's um, that's really well said. God does know you, and He wants you to know you, and to be honest before Him. Yeah, you know, because yeah. honesty is is huge in God's economy. Did you want to say something? Else? Um, it's kind of fleeting, but it's just it's it's. I'll, maybe I'll come back to it in a few minutes. All right. No, well, today we're going to consider the compassion of Christ. And uh, I said at the beginning, this study speaks particularly to me because I think that's the quality of the Lord that really rises up in my spirit. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. the compassion of Jesus and the various implications of that, I, I think that was one of his highest qualities personally you know again this is per other people it can you can this can be subjective other people can think differently other people may think that his his power you know his power and authority over nature and all in the universe is his highest quality but to me his compassion really speaks to him and jesus being fully god possessed the character of god so in the old testament we shouldn't be surprised to see that god is demonstrates compassion particularly in the mm -hmm. psalms speak of the character of God as having compassion um, on his creation. Uh, in, in Psalm 79, 38, it says, but he, 78, thank you, sweetheart. I always, 78, 38, uh, but he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquities and did not destroy them. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um, Psalm 86, 15 says, but you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion. Psalm 90, 13, return, O Lord, how long, and have compassion on your servants. Mm -hmm. And um, just another one from Isaiah 49, 15, which I really like. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? This is how intimate G uh, uh, the, the Lord is involved with us uh, and, 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 and how personal it is. And I think that's expressive of that. And the fact that uh, he has compassion in, in that regard. <clears throat> uh, the Greek version of this word from the New Testament is used in uh, our opening verse is, I'm not going to 
try that one actually. <laughs> I was practice tried to practice last night, but I don't Black really have it. So my yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, that's great, Mark. Thank you, brother. Uh, and it, and it means to have have the bowels yearn. You know, it has have the bowels yearn. A, a, another word that's used in the Greek is uh, uh, sympathio, which we where we get the word sympathy from, right? <clears throat> but um, God uh, would have to have bowels in order to for them to yearn. In, in the person of Christ, He did right because mm -hmm. when. God becomes man and dwells among us as Emmanuel. Um, he takes on every aspect of um, who we are, you know, in the flesh, except for with the exception of sin. And, and God, uh, he uh, so he took on all that human uh, dimension and human experience. And um, so <clears throat> the compassion of God that we read about in the Old Testament can easily be interpreted as very sterile and detached. You know, this is a, 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 a pious, great, omnipotent God looking down on his puny creation and having compassion in this sense, but not really ever knowing personally the human frailty mm. and walking through it. But now uh, we can never sh shake our finger at God. In, in that regard and saying, well, you don't know what it's like to be human. You don't know what it's like down here mm -hmm. to uh, stub your toe and say the wrong thing in mixed company and um, uh, struggle with trying to be better and failing every time. Mm -hmm. you, you don't know. And so, uh, so God came and dwelt among us and took on human flesh and experienced that um, firsthand. And yet, uh, you know, dwelt and, and walked among us without sin and, and demonstrated a genuine compassion from the yearnings of the, of the bowels, I, I would say. <laughs> you know, I just thought of something else when we were talking about this. Um, Mark and, and Arthur, and, and we often talk about, and Tammy, we often talk about movies that we've seen, but when you were just saying that, it made me think of the, the scene in Wizard of Oz. The, the great wizard and he's all this this head floating in the sky and all the gas and everything and all this kind of stuff and and he's telling you know Dorothy and the and the, her group what they have to do they have to go and get the broomstick of the wicked witch of the west blah 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 <clears throat> so they go do it but he seemed so far away he you know didn't really understand seemed to really understand what they were going through and they were petrified and they were petrified of him when they come back however they're given a revelation that that is not real. Mm. All that spoken mirrors is not real. That it really is a person. Mm. And it's, it's, it's interesting because the way the movie changes in that the, the, the wizard, so to speak, so yeah. to speak, yeah. comes out and shows that he's human mm. and shows that he doesn't have all this stuff to be able to make things happen, but he does have compassion. Yeah, because he takes each one by their piece. Yeah, and gives them what they wanted. In a, and in in a sense, what they already had. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Mark. Yeah. Because they, you know, basically, he points out, you already have. You want courage? You already have courage. Yeah. yeah. You want. You want a brain? You've already used it. You know. You want a heart? Yeah. You've already shown right. you have one. Um, right. And that's what the Lord does for us. I mean, that's. 
what's supposed to come through with our realization of uh, who we are in Christ is this is already, it's a done deal. And yeah. stop mm -hmm. believing the lie that it's, you know, you're not, you're not who I say you are and uh, start to walk mm -hmm. in it and confirm who you are. You know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's really well said. <clears throat> um, in Hebrews chapter five, in, in Hebrews, we're going to do kind of do an end around on this uh, coming at it in, in, a, in a certain uh, directive, trying to understand this dynamic of compassion, because in, in 5.1, it says for he's talking about the high priests, um, the Levitical high priests in, in the in, in the in the human realm. And it says for every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in the things pertaining to God that they may uh, offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Uh, he can, he can, this, this high priest can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray since he himself also is subject to weakness because of this, he is required uh, for uh, the people. So also for himself to offer sacrifices for sins. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> again, the, the high priest has compassion or sympathizes with the people because basically he's in the same boat. You know, um, uh, there was a, speaking of movies again, there was a great movie with Audrey Hepburn and Fred Astaire. And I think funny face. Mm, funny, uh, yeah. And um, it was, uh, she, she was, uh, she was this bookish kind of bookstore clerk and she was studying empathicalism. She was the French, uh, a philosopher who was who was putting forth this new idea called empathicalism about empathizing with everybody yeah. and um, and if we consider the subtle differences between empathy and, and, and sympathy it comes sort of comes alongside of what, what we're talking about here mm -hmm. so um, the priest the high priest could could um, empathize because he was in he was basically in the same boat as everybody else but he was he's called out um it goes on to say that no one takes this of honor upon themselves but you're you're appointed as high priest so he's called out to perform this task but he's got to perform sacrifices not just for the people but for himself mm -hmm. and and this gives him a a, a sense of of uh, compassion but Philippians 2.7 tells us that Jesus made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance of man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the, the death on the cross. So this is the snapshot of Emmanuel. This is the snapshot of, of God among us coming making the choice to come and dwell among us and taking on human fresh flesh in all its frailty mm. really you know um we the the gospels I, I don't know it might take you an hour to read through all four gospels and that covers 33 years of time mm -hmm. so there's a lot of subtext and there are a lot of gaps in there that we don't know what jesus was Jesus slept, Jesus, you know, stubbed his toe, Jesus did a lot of things that um, we uh, encounter on a daily basis. Uh, and, and this is the full orb of taking on human flesh. This is what it's uh, 
uh, it's really like. It's not just walking around Galilee and healing the sick and walking on water and, um, <clears throat> you know, and, and confounding the Pharisees <laughs> at every turn. Right. And, and talk about, you know, one, one of the aspects of, of the life of Christ that we might forget about and which you point out there is that, uh, you know, there's a lot we don't know. And there's a huge gap between uh you know in his biography between you know 12 years uh, one encounter and when he was 12 years old right <laughs> basically or, you know uh where he got lost on a on a road trip uh, <laughs> you know, uh and he it was found in the temple um with the um with the pharisees learning or you know the the priests learning and then next thing you know, he's he's being, you know, John the Baptist comes on the scenes and says, that's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And yeah. so, you know, the huge gap between, uh, you know, of 20 years or 30 years, um, well, 20 years, uh, basically, where we don't really know what, what he did. So one thing that right. he about us is he had to wait. <laughs> you know, yeah. the hardest aspects of our lives is waiting. And sure. waiting for your purpose, finding your uh, your way, and he had to wait all that time. You know, he 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 had an idea of who he was and um, what he was to do. Um, yeah. he had to wait years and years and years and years to begin to fulfill it. And um, so, you know, it just points to <laughs> one of one of <laughs> this human experience that we should be able to relate to as well. The waiting. You know that that's that is a kind of one of those mysteries that we all kind of think. Well, what what happened from the time he was two when he saw when they saw the kings until he was twelve? Right, those ten years, and then as you said, from twelve to thirty, you know, thirty, thirty three, thirty one, thirty two, whatever. What did he do? But he wasn't just you know sitting around thinking, "I'm going to become the Christ. I am the Christ." No, his dad was a carpenter. Yeah. Yeah, he worked. They they had a shop. They had a shop in in uh, Nazareth. Sure. People say, "What good can come out of Nazareth?" He's. We know him. His dad's a carpenter. We, you know, he yeah. worked in the shop. We know. We know. He was doing things. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was doing things. He was not just sitting around meditating. He was doing things. I'm so Engaging glad. Engaging people. I'm so glad you mentioned this because I was doing this study. I was contemplating that very thing. The things that we don't know about Jesus, whether it be those uh, 30 silent years or whether it be the things that aren't recorded in, in Scripture. And in, in, a, in, in a broad sense, we do know what he was doing. He was living life. He was living life exactly the way that we live life. He was dwelling among us and taking on the fullness of the human experience. Very... Um, unengaging and nondescript just a regular guy really mm -hmm. just a regular person um and um <clears throat> think of the options that god had to instead of instead of doing it the way that he did baby in the manger all the way up to you know the revelation of john the baptist this is the the uh, uh so you know jesus could have just manifest himself on the scene yeah. As he was in the Old Testament, he could have just shown up by the Sea of Galilee and picked out 12 disciples and said, hey, guys, come on and follow me. Mm -hmm. 
And and but again, you know, that would not have have given him the full experience of being six years old and being seven and being ten, mm. and all you know would not have given him the full human experience. And, and we must drink that in and understand that about him and who he is as we try to understand you know who he is so that we try to uh, greater <clears throat> uh, greater experience who we are in christ you okay. know so there's a there's a genuine uh, marriage there going on, and, so. and you know <clears throat> jesus was perfect without sin but he grew up in an imperfect world and i can't imagine the ostracism he must have faced you know, and being someone who was somewhat admirable or, or you, know, um, yeah. you know, righteous at least, but, you know, cutting across the grain of uh, society, which would pr probably tell him to get married around, you know, 15 years old, if not younger, and to take yeah. a leap and to do all that. And, um, you know, that he was misunderstood. Um, That's a great point. As we are, as we try to walk why don't you do what do you mean you know you're not into this yeah. you know uh come on go drinking with us go do this with us aren't you into that don't tell me you don't do this because everybody does this uh don't tell me we're you know not to sin you know and that's just us trying to be you know trying to follow in his footsteps whereas he was living it and you know yeah. we didn't have jesus to point to as why he was you know yeah, he had the the scriptures to say, and so I'm sure he was judged for for trying to study and and follow uh, follow the law and uh, fulfill it. So yeah, that's a great point. Um, he was undoubtedly counterculture and undoubtedly rejected for it, and probably lived a very solitary life, or maybe just within the orb of his family. But then again, you know, we learn we get a glimpse. From the scriptures that even his brothers his, even his brothers rejected him right they didn't get they didn't understand him either they didn't understand why he wasn't uh trying to make himself known and and uh get out there you know show you your stuff dude you know you want a movement well this is how you do it let me show you i'm your you know i'm your brother you should listen to me yeah. anyway um hebrews goes on to say in chapter eight um, and it emphasizes this because it says, now this is the main point of the things we're, we're saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at now, you know, at this point in the, in, in the scriptural narrative, who is seated at the right hand of the throne of majesty in heaven, a minister of the sanctuary of the true tabernacle, which the Lord erected and not man. <clears throat> and he goes on to say, for every high priest is appointed uh, to both offer gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it's necessary that this one also have something to offer. And we know that his offering was his own life, hmm. his own his own blood, not the blood of bulls and goats, right. which cannot take away sins. So this is um, uh, it, this is important to grasp that Jesus had compassion because he took on the full human experience and. And was able to uh, have compassion on those who he stepped out to save. Uh, I mentioned the book last week, "The Authority to Heal" by Ken Blue, which I still highly recommend. And um, and Ken is saying that Jesus didn't uh, do miracles, heal the sick, and cast out demons in order to endorse his ministry, as many evangelicals believe and preach. Even uh, he is wasn't. It, 
he wasn't trying to make a name for himself and often told people he healed not to say anything. Hmm. Um, he healed the sick, cast out demons, and raised the dead out of compassion hmm. for us. Hmm. This And this is where the rubber meets the road, you know, because I think there is a contemporary thought pattern that Jesus did all this stuff to sort of... Uh, uh, promote himself in a sense or to rubber stamp his ministry because we do that sometimes like mm -hmm. if if uh you know if i lay hands on on a sick person and they get healed i'm uh, suddenly i'm i'm the man and i'm thinking well i got the i got the goods i've got the anointing i've got the anointing of god i've got the gift of healing and mm -hmm. and i i i and um uh, <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh the, the, and and so uh, First of all, first and foremost, we do have the anointing. All right, I mean, that's that was that came part and parcel with salvation. We have um, access to the throne room of God. Uh, but secondly, you know, it's it's not about. And so, if we have it, we shouldn't have to say it. You know, meekness. Blessed are the meek, for instance. Right, meekness is is power under control. In other words, you don't have to go beating up the whole neighborhood to demonstrate you have power. As a matter of fact, you need to go into the hostile neighborhood and not demonstrate your power, but have compassion. You know, try to get to the root of, of why all these people are hostile, for instance. You know, that's now that's compassion. One of the so, things that uh, Jesus did that demonstrates is that he, he cures 10 lepers and only one comes back to to thank him yeah and yes like you said it, it was compassion he was he ministered to anyone um yeah and you know we sort of get the indication at least in that one that not all who received uh from jesus that was you know recognized him as lord um right you know, that that he was willing to help anyone i was in a I was in a in the house of a customer yesterday, and uh, as I was uh, trying to help, uh, you know, do do the work I had to do, he got on the phone with a friend, and he started talking to him and encouraging him, and and saying that he had to pray and trust God and do all this. So I was like, wow, this is quite quite a witness. Um, and after he got off the phone, I said, wow, do you, do you, you know, I heard you say the name of Jesus, and do you believe? And he said, yeah, I believe, and um, you know, the Lord has done so much for me. And, and uh, he said, it's, you know, and uh, we got into talking about doing good works and how it wasn't about what we, you know, being saved because of the good works, but because we've been saved that we go out and try to encourage people and help people. And mm -hmm. he told about the latest snowstorm and how he went out um, with his son and he started cleaning up his neighbors his neighbors uh, driveways and walkways and everything and he he mentioned one of his neighbors is you know from another country and doesn't know what religion there are and and um, and and you know he didn't do it to necessarily convert him he just did it because he saw a need the man was older and he was willing and he was going to help whoever he helped regardless of who they were and yeah. great, great testimony and sort of your, your, you know, where this is going with what Jesus did and how he worked out of compassion reminded me of that. And uh, 
So we are to help, you know, because sometimes it's like, you know, after you come to Christ, it's like, well, help somebody. Well, they're not even a Christian. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. maybe we should help them anyway. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so, so, yeah, we have to uh, remember that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, even though in, in some place, places Jesus says, I've been sent to the lost, only to the lost sheep of Israel. Yet he helps, he goes through Samaria, he engages with the woman at the well. There are uh, many, um, obviously, Jesus' compassion is not, it, it's towards all mankind. Yeah. And that's uh, very clear. Because we read you know, later that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. And that's pretty over-encompassing because all have sinned. And yeah. fallen short so that applies to everybody mm -hmm. so I, I just want to emphasize this point and to say that and this should be our impetus also this mm -hmm. is, should be our impetus because we've been you know we've been given a, a, an anointing and a commission uh, uh, for one another in our fallen broken condition especially um, since we we share the same frailty um, uh, uh, Matthew 14, 14 is a commission that says when Jesus went out and saw the great multitude, he was, again, moved to compassion to heal uh, their sick. And so this should be uh, our impetus and not uh, trying to uh, uh, make a name for ourselves, build a bigger church, be a mega church. Um, I, I, I understand the tendencies and the, and the, and, and the tug to, to want to do these things. You know, we almost we must always remember that, that Jesus didn't come into the world to, to start a new religion, you know, or to thwart Judaism. You know, the, the, old, the new Testament is the fulfillment of the old Testament. It's not a, it's not a, a, a completely uh, new thought. It's, it's a, it's a total fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So this should be our uh, uh, impetus that when we see, see it, recognize a need, Susanna went and shoveled the neighbor's uh, driveway. Mm -hmm. this, uh, and, and we don't typically do that because, um, but in this case, the neighbor lost her husband a few days earlier and had been staying at the hospital and, uh, overnight. And it, it, obviously her husband was not able, her husband usually does the plowing and the shoveling and the things of that sort. And it wasn't just Suzanne, it was the other neighbor on the other side who showed up with their snowblower and we and we shoveled and plowed them out um, mm. so that uh, she wouldn't have to come home after losing her husband and pick up a shovel and start making her way to the front door. Yeah. We don't have, I, I don't want to suggest that, that Christians have a carte blanche, so to speak, on compassion. But I'm, I'm, but what I am suggesting is that um, the direction of our compassion is is always to glorify God, yeah. and is is um, is is an element of Christ likeness that we're called to grow into yeah. anyway. Yeah, so our compassion should be a, a a key element of who we are in Christ. Yeah, you bring up an interesting point because anyone can do good works and feel good about themselves for doing it. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, look at me, I'm a great person. Uh, but, um, and at the same time, I, you know, I think about, oh, well, now you, you know, neither is it our obligation to do it 
you know, we've done a good work. To, we're not necessarily obligated to do that for the rest of our life. Well, you helped me the one time, now you're not going to help me. Uh, and and, and um, people have to, uh, you know, we, we answer the call of the Lord and help when we're called. Um, yeah. You know, um, and we're usually, and I would say in terms of encouraging other people, we're, we're there to help them to stand and, and walk on their own. Um, right. you, know, you helped your neighbor in this one instance and, and out of your compassion. Um, but you know, we're all responsible for our own things and we need to, you know, uh, get to a place where we can, we can, you know, stand on our own if we can. Um, so, so it, it's a fine line and we have to be balanced and, and, and the idea is it's not about being approved or, or anything, but, re, you know, being a response, a compassionate response to the world. And the reason we do that is because yeah. we call the Holy Spirit puts on our hearts and we're yeah. doing it to glorify God. <clears throat> yeah. And I think that sometimes, um, you know, you say anybody, whether they're Christian or non-Christian can do good works. I think, and I hope that the difference between is that the, the Christian doesn't seek uh, some kind of accolade, some kind of pat on the back, some kind of saying, oh, look what you did. Mm. If anything, you know, when I helped yeah, uh, my friend and the snow shoveling and everything, um, when it was brought up, I simply said that Barbara, the other neighbor, she did the lion's share because she brought out the big snowblower. I just had a little shovel. Mm. But, you know, it was it was a an effort but it wasn't done so that we could get a pat on the back right. and you know it makes me think of um a story that was you know when people leave churches sometimes they they do this you know i helped in the soup kitchen and i helped you know and i vacuumed the carpet and i did this and there was you know this one time this gentleman he shoveled the, the front deck and whatever and and the pastor from the pulpit <clears throat> was acknowledging several people that had helped that morning to do some things to get church ready and, and everything. And not by purpose, but just did not mention this one gentleman's name who had shoveled. Mm. And he was so incensed that he left the church. Mm. And the pastor, you know, caught up with him, you know, a couple of weeks later and said, you know, what's going on? We haven't seen your church. He said, well, you didn't acknowledge that I did a good work too. You were naming all those other people and you didn't say my name from the pulpit. Hmm. And it's kind of like, what? Hmm. That wasn't the reason you should have been helping out. In the know? first place. In the first place. Yeah. It's not a matter of getting your name plastered on some plaque that says, hmm. good for you. You shoveled the front deck, you know? Hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it really has to be that that doing it for the Lord, not doing yeah. it for yourself. Re regarding good works, <laughs> I, I think we have to hearken back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, which says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm -hmm. So these good works are, uh, again, they're ref uh, we're, we're reflecting and glorifying God mm -hmm. in them because he created us to do them right. and even prepare them beforehand. And I think it's the heart of compassion that um, causes the light bulb to go off in us to say, oh, maybe I should do that. I think I should pitch in here. I think I should, uh, uh, I think I should uh, uh, step up to the plate here. And because you, you see the commonality of there's a need. 
there's a need here. What if I were in that experience? Oh, wow. As a matter of fact, I was in that experience once. How many people say when you're going through a bad thing, um, well, uh, maybe God will use this in the future so that I can minister to somebody who is going through the same situation, mm -hmm. you know, assuming that you come out the other end unscathed <laughs> or it healed or, um, or, or, or grown uh, in maturity uh, in the Lord, all of the above. So <clears throat> these are the things that drive us. And uh, this is the thing that, uh, that dr drove the Lord to uh, all the way to the cross. His compassion for mankind is the thing that, that compelled him. Remember, we talked about um, last week how he was on a rescue mission, mm -hmm. and that the, the 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 power behind that rescue mission was his compassion for mankind, for for us, because we're you know running around like sheep without a shepherd, mm -hmm. um, lost in our own depravity and uh, and foolishness and sin, trying to figure the world out. Ever since we partook of the the knowledge of good and evil, now we have to try to figure everything out on our on our own. And um, uh, Jesus comes on the scene and says, here I am. Uh, come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, laden and I will give you rest. Um, and it's uh, my yoke is easy. Uh, my burden is light. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is the compassion that he has bestowed upon his creation, even to the extent of walking among us and experiencing all that 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 we experience when as we engage uh, the compassion of uh, uh, Matthew 10 8 uh, which uh, in which Jesus gave to the 12 uh, or uh, I'm sorry as we engage in the commission of Matthew 10 8 mm -hmm. um, which Jesus gave to the 12 heal the sick cleanse lepers raise the dead and cast out demons freely you have received freely give in these last days, when God uh, promised to pour out his spirit on all flesh, we likewise should ha uh, should walk in compassion, especially now where it is keenly needed, as brokenness seems just to be uh, prevail all, all around us. And um, uh, anybody who's been translated from, from darkness to light uh, need only to look back at the depravity of their life prior to to say to have to have find compassion and to say wow you know um it breaks my heart to see people living like that right to see people wandering through this universe not knowing who they are not knowing what they want not having any sense of purpose any sense of identity any sense of origin uh or any sense of morality uh, the, the moral we tend to elevate the moral um, equation and the thing that I always observe and especially in the secular humanist moral equation is that it's changing it changes every day pretty soon is going to get to a point where you have to get up in the morning look at your phone app and find out what's right and what's wrong today because it changes daily if we look at what was acceptable 50 years ago and uh, compared to now it's the, 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 the one thing that we can all agree on is that it's changed and it will change again in another 50 years and it'll probably change tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So this is a demonstration that the world really doesn't know what it's talking about. Mm -hmm. Science is constantly changing. You know, one day it's this and then they say, oh, no, we were wrong about that. It's this. Oh. Uh, we think we look at science as the barometer and it's not. 
It's definitely not the barometer. So, um, uh, so all we need to do is look back as when when we walked in that in in, in that foolishness of, of our own thinking in our own mind and say it breaks my heart that people are still trying to figure it out on their own and we have the word of God as a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path not as a as a as a um, uh, a weight or a shackle but as a liberating force to say I can I can engage it and actually enjoy and flourish in life yes yeah yeah and and i you know as you were speaking i had so many uh, uh things um the things have, the things that have changed in the world um you know jonathan uh, the the pope came out and said they they, they could we can begin blessing homosexual unions uh from the, the catholic church perspective that's a huge change and um, as for science, uh, I guess Fauci uh, admitted that the six foot rule was more or less arbitrarily made up. There's no scientific, <laughs> there's no scientific veracity to it. It's just something they came yeah. up with and said to do this. And I saw one person respond to that revelation on, on, on Twitter um, who had during that time lost his wife due to cancer and couldn't spend the last moments with her because of the arbitrary rules that they put in place and that yeah. the person said they would never, he said he would never forgive them um we how bereft of compassion right how, how absent right, right. was compassion and it was you know when you when you seek to control people that's when the compassion goes out the window and so right. we too as christians have to realize there is you know, we come to faith and we grow in our faith. There's the there's salvation and there's sanctification. And so, yep. um, you know, we'll have brothers and sisters coming to, to faith um, and we we grow in our knowledge. And if we seek the Lord, we'll grow in our sanctification. Um, the gentleman I talked about yesterday, uh, who I met yesterday, we had, had a great witness and he was outspoken about the gospel. Um, however, there was there was there was recreational drugs in his home. There was there was alcohol. There was a, a lot of materialism present. There was a lot of things that said maybe this there's there's room for growth here. And, and, and I know this, you know, as 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 I've progressed in my faith and have grown in my sanctification three years. I'm more yeah. free today than I used to be, and when I when I declared myself free, and so I know the Lord has uh, uh, more for us to learn, more for us to um, to to grow into in terms of what He has, and it's and it's born out of compassion. He, you know, yeah, <laughs> like Lord, thanks for saving me. I'm all set, and well, I love you, and I'm compassionately calling you into my my kingdom, but I'm also compassionately going to call you out of your sin and encourage you to come out and yank you out. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to put it, uh, put it in, you know, I'm going to put my wisdom in the word and put it in, in the Holy spirit. And the more you spend time with me, um, the mm -hmm. more you'll see, um, the way you should go. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna force, force you to march in this way. I'm going to invite you to, to discover it. And I'll do that out of compassion. And yeah. so as we go into the world, we have to realize, you know, we're in a, 
people don't know what they don't know. And, and, um, you know, if they don't hear the word, they're not going to know, know it. So we're, that's why we have this minimum ministry of encouragement. Um, just right. tell people that faith is possible and it's, and it's a good thing. And, you know, freedom and victory is possible. Um, mm -hmm. And we compassionately encourage people to to seek the Lord and find it, uh, find it for themselves, because we know we can't do it. Uh, the Holy Spirit will do it. Um, right. He seems to do it. He seems to do it when people start looking. Uh, and so we we yeah. to the Lord to tell them to look and uh, yeah. encourage those who found to consider maybe they haven't found everything yet and to keep looking yeah. and to keep, keep right. looking. God. So, yeah, this is a lifelong endeavor. Yeah. And uh, I, I'd be remiss to point not to point out that uh, passion is uh, is a root word or a core word uh, in in the mid middle of compassion, you know, and and it's the the, the heart passion towards compassion that um, uh, you know should uh, well up in in us and, and, and drive us towards the uh, towards good works that God has has prepared in advance. Uh, again, I want to emphasize that we 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 do what we do for His honor and His glory, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, not for our own, um, you know, uh, business card, <laughs> so to speak, so that we could we could cram it on our resume and do some networking down the road and have it on 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 a website. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, we we know. We all, I think, we all know people who just quietly walk in some things that nobody ever knows what what they've done, mm. uh, except the Lord. Mm. And I think that's, uh, I, I think that's pretty universally attractive to us. Yeah, that that level of of humility. Mm. Uh, once again, this is consistent with the Scripture where it says that God resists the proud but gives more grace to the humble. Mm -hmm. um, so. Uh, we see his 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 pattern, his design, woven into this entire equation, you know, of today's study. And I, I uh, just again want to confess that this was dear to my heart as I consider the qualities of the Lord. That this is one that that really wells up in me, uh, something that I oh, always hope to grow in, and and to. Um, experience more and more that that aspect of who he is and make it um a, a, a greater aspect of who i am in christ so uh um, i want to thank everybody for listening today this has been a great uh, time in the lord i love always love the exchange you know what everybody has to contribute and um, that sharpens me a lot and i hope it, it sharpens uh, the the hearers um, Mark, I want to invite you to pray. Absolutely. Uh, word today uh, yes. for us. Hallelujah. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together to consider your compassion for us. And you, you, you felt our pain. Uh, you, you felt our, our, our struggles uh, personally in the person of Jesus Christ. And you know, you've been there, you've done that. And you come to, to heal us and to uh, make us new because of the compassion you had for us. And uh, that's reflected from the Father, the Spirit, and uh, the Son. Lord, we just thank you for um, your love for us and that you, you're encouraging us to, to walk into a new life of freedom 
and grace um, where we can take the comfort we received and offer it to others um, to, to show them what we've gotten from you and uh, the love and healing we received and uh, we can encourage them to find it for themselves. Lord, we thank you for uh, your word. Uh, we thank you for the assembly of the saints today that will meet all over the world in uh, churches uh, in all, every form. We pray for you to bless the uh, the pastors and the leaders uh, who will deliver the, the message. We pray for you to uh, bless the worship teams that will lift your name in praise. And we pray for you, uh, pray for you to, um, to bless the fellowship of the saints where we can encourage one another and share each other's burdens and, uh, you know, encourage one another to walk in the way we should go. Um, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We love you. And we pray all these yes. things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Right. Well, that concludes our study for today. Uh, if you, anyone would like, we have a bunch of studies in the archives under the Bible study with the Sincottis. You can find them on our podcast and our YouTube channel, MT4, the number four, Christ 247. And um, we thank everyone. Who, uh, we've recently received some positive feedback. And um, we thank everyone for subscribing or following or, or listening. Um, and, uh, uh, your encouragement to us is and uh, helps us to encourage you. So let's let's keep this Indeed. this thing going. And yes. uh, we mm -hmm. thank everyone. And uh, we say God bless you all. God bless. God bless. Amen.